welcome to another episode of the Halftime Coaches Club podcast. Today we've got another exciting episode for you. We've got a really good guest and um, without further ado, let's introduce him. Um, so joining me on the panel today, um, for those who haven't listened in before, my name's Danny Cook. I'm joined by Joe Pike. How are you, Joe? I'm good. Cheers, buddy. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, do you mind just explaining your, your title at the moment to anyone listening in? Yeah, yeah. So recently um, I have created a well, my own football coaching business, um, JP Football Training. Um, I'll plug all the Instagram and everything at the end. Yep. Um, but yeah, recently started doing this, obviously from doing coaching for so many years and yeah, it's a crazy time to be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Okay, brilliant. Um, so that's that's kind of a uh, <laughs> a highlight of what's coming up anyway. Um, and we'll 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 come on to that in due course anyway. Uh, for those who obviously are new to the podcast, you are more than welcome to catch up with any other episodes as well on iTunes. Uh, they're all available for you to listen straight after this one. So, Joe. Um, Let's start from the very beginning. Why and how did you get into coaching? Um, cool. I probably was just wasn't a good enough footballer, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I basically got into it. I kind of stumbled into it. Like I said, I was a very late bloomer to, to playing football. I actually didn't probably kick a ball until I was about 14, 15. Yeah. Um, what, what was that? Out of interest. Um, my dad always said he didn't want to be one of those pushy football dads on a Sunday league touchline when you're eight years old. Um, yep. So, and it was kind of about, obviously, football's been in my family forever. And then I stumbled across watching a Liverpool game one day and I was hooked for life. Um, and yeah, just kind of stumbled into coaching. Um, my dad works at a school when I helped run their after school kind of football club when I was very, very young. So probably around 15. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mate, it's uh, kind of stumbled on from there and it's become a passion of mine and the only thing I'm really interested in, really. Brilliant. And the the after school club that you started off at. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you say you was 15 at the time. How old were the kids? Was there much uh, age difference? Yeah, of course. They were in they're like primary school age. So anywhere yeah. from, I believe it was like year, year four to like year six. So mm -hmm. around that age group, really, mate. And um, how was it coaching those guys then? Obviously, it was my first kind of interaction. I think some of them were better, better at football than me at the time. Um, but no, it was a real eye-opener to kind of seeing what coaching was about, how how to take an individual in and potentially get them better, at, obviously, to get them better at football specifically, but just to see kind of the, the dynamic change from when you show them something and then they've been able to take that onto the field and then progress that and get better at different obviously areas of their game. It was it was a big eye opener to me. Brilliant. So what uh, what did that lead on to then, off the back of the after school clubs and how long did you do that for? Sorry. Um, I probably did that up until I went off to college, so around late late sixteens, um, early seventeen. Um, so you did it for a year or two. By yeah, the time yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it was a good year or so. Um, but, yeah, kind of from that, I then went on to my local college where I'd done a, a sport football-based kind of uh, BTEC. Um, yeah. I did that for two years, and we were playing football every Wednesday, understanding coaching as a whole. Um, and, obviously, it was a kind of, I would say it's a, a bog standard. You, you know, your standard sports mm -hmm. coaching BTEC level three diploma. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, then I carried on playing my Sunday league football. Um, wasn't really looking so much into coaching at that time because I didn't really think I could could do it. I was just kind of just pushing it to the back, and I was playing football. Kind of, I was very. I'm a very vocal player, so that kind of <laughs> helped. That kind of helped, I think, with the whole coaching. Um, what um, what what position did you play at that time? Did you a centre back or? <laughs> no, God no. I'm, no. I, I don't think I would have made it as a centre-back at all, mate. But then I played, <laughs> um, for my local Sunday league team, I actually played in goal. And surprisingly yeah. enough, I, I was, I, I'm not going to kind of boost my ego, but I was I was pretty good. Um, <laughs> for someone who was 5'9", but yeah. yeah, played that and then eventually played more out on pitch and kind of 
now if I'm playing now, I, I kind of steer away from the goal and prefer to just, you know, play centre mid, that kind of Busquets role. <laughs> we'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday League Busquets, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you were obviously playing at the time and you said it wasn't, it wasn't quite at the front of your mind in terms of... Uh, the coaching side of things, but w- was you still doing stuff on the side at the time? I, I know, obviously, you were saying about uh, college, but was you doing anything else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So whilst I was going to kind of my training, my typical Sunday league training, I, me and probably one other person um, who kind of went down that coaching route, but not as much as I have now. I said to the manager at the time, and I don't think he likes me. I said, "This training, <laughs> this training is rubbish. Like, wh- why am I? Like, we're not. We're just playing a game." small starter games are great now obviously but actually putting fundamental training and kind of coaching points into that but we were just literally turning up 11 8 aside 6 aside and just playing games for an hour which is fun but it kind of I got to that stage where I was like we could be doing so much more here even at a small level and I think that's where it definitely sparked my kind of wanting to take more training sessions so I ended up doing a couple's training sessions here and there giving me a bit of more kind of a leadership role which I fundamentally enjoyed and then it definitely steered me on that path of well hang on no matter what level we're at we can always learn so much more it's not just the pro level it's from from like from grassroots and above that's really interesting um is that was that a men's team at that at that, at that time yeah so yes yeah, so we were playing um my, my first year of college and then we stopped because you know i had to get a job so there's no I wasn't yeah. able to play Sundays anymore. Um, and that kind of then led whilst I was at college to the coaches we had were brilliant. Like they were they were UA for B, one was level two at the time. Um, and it definitely took me in a position where my personality came out and was like, Well, if we're doing something and and we're not seeing the benefits, why don't we change this? Why don't we look at more? And then that kind of delved into my knowledge of wanting to understand more about coaching and not just sticking to maybe one philosophy with a group of players because it doesn't if it doesn't happen if it doesn't work sorry what, what's the point but then how do you measure success i guess yeah great question um and i think that's a question i think every coach and every team kind of has to define uh for themselves um i, I really want to just go back to the point obviously yeah. you 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 going in and um like taking a few of these sessions mm-hmm. um were any of your teammates older than yourself? Um, no. So in some, no, not at all. We were all the same age, and I'm I'm a September yeah. baby, so I was one of the oldest from the oh, oldest okay. team actually. Um, but so, that was sure. just carry on. No, 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 no. They want to hear you. The listeners oh, want to hear you. They don't want to hear me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no. So I I definitely think then it kind of it made me so much learn why being kind of why from what we'll, for example we'll get onto it but like my philosophy and kind of the idea of man management and how crucial that is because I was trying to do sessions and they were like well, this is just Joe he's our goalkeeper he's he knows nothing he's, he's no one and it kind of challenged me even from an early age then even and then I use it to this day today with adults and, and, and young kids knowing your audience and I definitely found out that massively there because sometimes I was laughed off the pitch try and do a session and then it would just be like oh well it hasn't worked but yeah no no one was ever older than me I was the oldest one there but they were my teammates and that mm. that like you all know and every coach will know knowing your audience is so key and being able to work with different personalities different ages like you've just modeled on there and yeah I could definitely see how having older players maybe at a younger age if you're coaching it, it, it could it could maybe be very hard for you that's again some fantastic points there um really want to go back again to the uh point you raised about those times when you know maybe you'd run a session it it, it'd be laughed off the pitch Mm. like how how did you cope and how did you you feel during that period Um, i didn't feel great mate (laughs) um but i think my personality as it is it's kind of okay that didn't work how can we change it i'm not going to get bummed down myself i don't I'm not going to, okay, if it hasn't worked, why hasn't it worked? If someone laughs at me on the pitch or that's not a good coach, that's fine. I know nothing. Even now, I know nothing. 
And I think it was just at a young age, I was like, I kind of knew, you know nothing, so let's just keep learning. Mm. And I, that's how I kind of dealt with it. I was like, well, I know I know nothing, so it's fine if, if, if you don't, if you laugh off the pitch or, or, or coaching pitch, whatever. And it's just kind of like, that was my mentality, but me as a person, I was like, that's fine. I can, I know we're going to develop and get better. How, how much of a task was it for you to sort of step into that coaching role when, as you've alluded to, your, your teammates and the players that you're coaching? Um, I think definitely it was, it was hard because I was, I was still playing and the manager was kind of letting me have a session here and there or, or just bits and bobs or like, that was definitely the hardest bit, I would say, because you're trying to be a part of the team as a player, but then also as a manager or as a coach, sorry, and balance the two. Mm. And I definitely think that's where a lot of coaches sometimes drop out of the game at a young age because they don't see the kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of, they don't see why they're doing it. And it's just kind of, being like, you're going to have drawbacks, you're going to have all these things, but just keep progressing, really. And that's how I definitely looked at it and how I coped with it. It's a, I mean, that's a really good experience. And mm. um, I feel like anyone who may be listening in, uh, there, there may be someone going through a similar experience as, as yourself, as what you've experienced there. Yeah. Um, would Have you got any sort of tips or any bits of advice for anyone well, going through that? Yeah, and I think, at whatever age, like I said, I'm I'm in like my early twenties now, and even coaches at a younger age or even older, it, not everyone's going to like a session. Not every session is going to go great. You have to be adaptable and just know that even the greats like Sir Alex Ferguson, Mourinho, Klopp, Guardiola, it doesn't go right for them. So it's definitely not going to go right for you, and it's okay. It's all it's going to be fine. It's Another day, another learning curve. Oh, I didn't do this right. Or maybe it's me or maybe it's them, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, you're learning every day, every session, and it's okay to be wrong. It's just having that humility to go on and be like, do you know what? We can get through. I can get through this. It's fine. It's one, it's one coaching session. How many are you going to do in your life? Love it. Love it. Great words there. Okay, so moving on from that then, mm-hmm. um, what was your next steps? Next step, so at that time, I was at college. At college, obviously, the coaches ran the sessions. I'm not going to say I'm the easiest player to coach at all. Um, <laughs> but I definitely had a couple I'm... of words. <laughs> um, but no, and then we went from there, and that's when someone from UCFB Wembley, well, I ended up going to uni, um, kind of it changed everything I was like wow there's so I wasn't going to go to university at all I wasn't going to move on I was just like oh how do I get into the coaching world now how do I progress this how do I at that time I didn't think that you you could do that and I thought maybe this will help and then bang I I went went to university and and that's that we got there and kind of my coaching kind of journey as a whole I think definitely took on more there because I met so many like-minded people and I was like, I didn't know you could ever do this. I couldn't, mm. do you know what I mean? So it was, it was a, that, that stage I would say was definitely a massive learning curve. That um, initial, because obviously you was in the, the same sort of uh, year group. Um, yeah. That, that initial, I guess the freshers meet up and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, how was that for you? In terms of as, in terms as, of, as a coach, well, in terms of just personally as well, you you've you've gone from I would imagine uh, your own environment to a completely different environment, mm. um, and you're now mixed with loads of like-minded people. Uh, yeah. How was that for you? Um, well, for me as a, as my personality, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was there and I was surrounded by everyone that wanted to have the same goal as me. But then it also brought me back down to reality and was like, I have so much to learn. And it kind of, it was kind of like a, like a hill. Like you're on top of the hill and you're down and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not going to do it. Or there's so many people like me. How can I, how can I even get there? But then it's putting your own motivation on it and saying, well, no, like, I can do it. Like, I've got so much to learn here. And learning for me is massive, not just academically, 
but obviously coaching in sessions and like that, and, and that definitely made my eyes open up to like the idea of you need to use these people around you to the best of your ability. Yeah. Even yeah. on one thing they might input on your life, it could change the whole course as a person, but also as a coach, which I which I've used definitely. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think you're bang on there. I think mm. you really are. Um, and I think you've kind of encapsulated the, the feelings that I, I'm sure many people and myself definitely had. Yeah. You, you know, you get this enthusiasm, you've got all these great people around you. And then at the same time, you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get a job? <laughs> <laughs> We've got 30 other people in this class. Well, that's what I mean. And it was, I remember, obviously, I was in the um, uh, football coaching and, and, and sports business. Yeah. And I was like, and we, I remember we were one of the biggest um, kind of groups. And I was like, Christ, if, there's all of us and there's probably way more coaches than this out there normally. Obviously, my eyes opened up again. I was like, wow, like, look, just look how many people of us there are here and there aren't as many jobs. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do nothing then. <laughs> um, yeah, mate, it was, it was a massive, massive eye-opener, as, as you probably better contest as well yeah yeah um I, I i don't know like i don't know if it's the same for you but i felt like there was a little bit of uh there's a little bit of reluctance at first from everyone like yeah oh mate you 100 you i think we both think of the exact same yeah. moment it was kind of like oh is it is what's, what's gonna happen is anyone gonna make the first move and everything it was a, yeah. it, was a it was an odd experience i would say yeah um did you because i i don't know if at the time you you eventually left UCFB, if mm. they got um, any sort of coaching specific guest speakers in, but did did you manage to get to many of those at all? Um, all I say on UCFB <laughs> in terms of that, um, yeah. it was sometimes like a needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. Um, did I go to any? Yes. D- did I think it changed me as a coach? No. That's just me personally. I don't know what yeah. else feels whatever but i don't find that that time in my life was drawn by solely kind of like you said that those guest speakers and everything yeah because one we didn't i didn't think we had enough relative to me as an individual and as a coach and when we did i was like it's not kind of impacted me in the way i thought it would if that makes sense yeah yeah um but no mate that's what i'd say probably about that (laughs) no that's fair um i one thing, obviously, because unfortunately I, I didn't do the, the same course as, as yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, I did a, a sort of sports journalism course. Yeah. Uh, so a completely different field. <laughs> um, but I'm really interested to, to find out, you know, how how you must have felt when you were delivering uh, one, maybe in, in, in one of your practical seminars mm. or practical... Cause, what were they called? Were they called practical seminars or something where you you were out there delivering a session? Something like that. Something on those lines, like practical kind of seminar, just just kind of practical sessions on pitch, but also in the classroom, which I which I loved. Those parts mm-hmm. of it I I loved because we learned from some of the lecturers sometimes, um, but also amongst your like peers and people in your group. That's where I got a lot of from my time there. I definitely find if I took anything away from it, I definitely took that side away from it. How many different people there are, like we said at the beginning, but how many different coaching styles there are, not so much their ideas, yeah. but they're kind of, wow, like, we, we, all have, we all have eyes, but we're all seeing the game in a completely different way. And yeah. I, and that's bit I, I loved massively. And did you ever feel a sense of pressure when it came to actually delivering? Cool, yeah, mate, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a very loud, outspoken individual anyway. Um, not at all, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, bit bit of a jack the lad. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but going into those sessions, obviously, specifically in that first year, in that kind of like first couple of weeks, it was like all like. Even now, I'll I'll speak to one of my probably my best friend, um, and I met him at UCFB. Sam was in my course yeah. as well. And even now, I'll, I'll speak to him about a session and I'll say, well, do you think it's good? Or does that sound right? Even though I know that, but I just kind of need that reassurance, which is probably a bad thing. But right at the beginning time, was in that first couple of weeks, like I said, it was, oh, I was nervous as hell, mate. It was, I was 
like nervous as hell. Like, oh, what, if, what if they laugh at me? What if they don't? And then I was like, at the end of my time, I was like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all. What they, what, what if, if they laugh or not? It's, it's a learning curve for everything. Yeah. Was it a case? And again, I'm really interested on this because yeah. um, I've not seen it. I've not experienced it firsthand. Mm. Um, was it a case of everyone delivered on, you know, a, a specific week, and it became like I don't know if you've been on 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 those courses recently, mm. but a level one or a level two course where yeah. everyone's got to deliver, and by the last one, everyone's shattered and wants to go up. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> when we kind of when people did their like, um, like level twos and, and like kind of practical sessions where they were getting graded or x y and z it was you could definitely tell if you were the first person up everyone was going to give 100 percent yeah three <laughs> sessions in back to back and they're all i don't know two versus one defending or attack versus defense and, and you've been on the attack team the whole time or defensive and you're like another one and it's kind of repetitive and it was like oh wow like and then you're going to that session and you're, you're you're being extra kind of motivated motivational sorry and kind of come on guys, let's go, when they're like, I've done three, four yeah. seconds back to back. But that was a struggle. But yeah, sometimes it would vary really in terms of what we were doing, what sessions it were, what what time of the year it was. It depended on, on the, obviously, the academic side of it, but the coaching part, it was sometimes, sometimes pushed to the back. But when we did do it, it was definitely a lot hands-on. Good. So, uh, what did you do outside of uni at the time? Was you doing any coaching on the um, side? No, to be fair, mate, I, at my time, in a, I kind of said it when I was at college as well, like I said before, I would, I was doing my coaching, obviously in uni, and it was obviously I was on that course, so everything, everything surrounding my time at university was coaching. Yeah. It was kind of, I didn't really, I didn't manage a team, I didn't, I'd done a bit extra here and there, kind of, when we when we when we could or if, if I wanted to really I wouldn't say I was my my best role model at uni at the time um but yeah it kind of I didn't it wasn't on the full front of my memory as it is like one of memories on my full front of my kind of attention and what I want to do all the time but now it's the complete opposite it's the only thing I, I do every day yeah yeah and just in terms of that that uni experience mm. what if you had to sort of redo one thing or you could change one thing is there anything that you would change at all? Um, as a person, no. And kind of my kind of who I met in, in people like yourself and all that. That was the oh, one of the best things of my life. <laughs> it's right, mate. Um, one of the best things of my life. But from the kind of studying side of it and the coaching, yeah. I would have preferred it to be a lot better. But like I said, that's that's my opinion. It's subjective. It, I would like to maybe change the way it was run, bits and bobs, but that's just just what I think, really. No, that's fine. <laughs> and, um, was there any sort of standout moment for you from that time? Did you, did you, even if it was a case of just delivering one, you know, delivering a session that you was being graded on, uh, was there something that really stood out for you as a as a memory? Um, not so much as a coach. Like I said, I was very nervous, so that kind of that kind of part of it, I was kind of always on the side. But probably the best time, I don't know, I think it was a session or, or something. And I'm not the most gifted of players. I'm all right, but I'm not the most <laughs> gifted. I must have banged in about five goals within like two minutes. And I, that was probably the best moment in my <laughs> university. Life, and, and, I'll, and I'll still stand by to this day for the best football moment of my life as well. <laughs> I love it. You, you should have got graded for that. You should have got graded on that. Trust <laughs> me, for that, maybe, but everything else, my shooting probably was the worst of it. So, Probably would leveled out to be a fail anyway. <laughs> oh no, no. Um, any any advice for anyone who is potentially looking at doing some coaching related degree, not necessarily at UCFB. Um, I know there's there's a few other universities as well that do some kind of sports coaching mm. degrees. Um, mm. Any bits of advice as a as a former um, student? I definitely say would go. I, I love my time there as an individual, and I think that's sometimes the, the main priority of university. Not so much, obviously, the academic side is obviously what you're graded on, what you've done there, but kind of me as a person, how I've come out of it. And I didn't graduate, I left after halfway through the second year. 
I would definitely say do it, but just make sure it's the right course for you and try and speak to those students that are doing it right now alone and really try and gauge their understanding of so what actually is it about? What have you actually learned? And kind of have your own questions and don't be afraid to be like, no, well, it looks so good to on the pack on the outside, but when you dig underneath, it's not what you thought. Definitely try something else and whatever you do, just throw yourself into every single bit of it. Great words of wisdom there. Um, <laughs> moving on to your, your next passage in your life then mm-hmm. um, and your coaching journey. So mm-hmm. you obviously left UCFB. Talk mm-hmm. to us what, what happens next. So what happens next really is I got to a bit of a head uh, kind of crossroads where I was like, I love coaching, but I kind of left uni like not loving it as much um, mm-hmm. as I first went into. I don't know if that was about my time yeah. there, but or whatever. And I was doing a bit of volunteer coaching here and there, but I went down the, the say the boring route of, just leaving you and I was like, right, let me get a job. Let me get some money so I can fund my coaching badges and, and more. And I didn't, I haven't, I didn't do full-time coaching as I, up until probably about seven months ago. So from leaving uni, I kind of was doing coaching bit part here and there, but not yeah. to the degree where I wanted it to do, if that makes sense. I wasn't doing it full-time like I wanted to, mm. um, which was a big, was you- no, I was going to say, was you tied to a club at the time, or was it was it more of an independent sort of no, freelance kind of, and just just coaching yeah, from time to time? Yeah, definitely. It was kind of a bit here, a bit of going to help a friend here, or not doing mm. it for a couple of weeks and doing it here, or playing more. And it was I was trying to find my kind of kind of feet and what I wanted to achieve, um, what I wanted to to do in terms of coaching wise. And my the only bit I had in my head, which looking back, probably was a bad thing, was let me get a normal job where I can get paid a salary and save that and coach and put it towards my coaching qualifications and, and X, Y, and Z. But I didn't do that so much. It was, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't the greatest time of my life, but it was definitely a time where, where I look back on now and I think kind of helped me now, what to where I am now in terms of my coaching career. Um, mm. But no, it was an interesting time, shall we say. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I mean, I could relate to the... You, you going out you just need money to fund yourself to then yeah. go and to, to do some of these courses or just mm. go and coach do do your mm. passion essentially um so i could 100 percent relate to that and i've been through that um i'm really interested really interested did you did you do your uh level one and level two at that point so i did my level one before uni um yeah went to uni did my level two there but i didn't because i left halfway through i never went to the assessment day ah okay so i was like can i can i come back and do it like can i do it and they were like yes no yeah it was kind of a bit back and forward and i never ended up doing it went through the whole time where i was like well i'm not doing coaching full time i'm just going to coach and and learn more regardless of the qualifications because i saw something the other day and it was qualifications get you the job but your experience makes the job of what it is yeah and it definitely from from my time from having a normal job it, it helped me massively with my coaching but no yeah like i didn't have and i was about to do my level two when all literally just before this uh covid19 happened and then that's mm. been put on hold <laughs> uh, would you believe it eh? oh, um <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable the how, how did you find the balance between having to do, you know, work and going to, to coach? How did you find balance? Um, different sort of stages, obviously, throughout the years, like from, from leaving university to now. Obviously, there's been about, about five years, four years between it. Like, one cut, maybe I'd probably say half and half. I was sometimes not doing any coaching at all, but still thinking about coaching, not physically doing it, but I would still talk to friends and fellow coaches talking about session plans, this, that, watching how the pros are developing that, why they're doing this, why they're doing that. Practically doing it, I'd say half and half the time I was doing it and half I wasn't. Um, but yeah, definitely when I was doing it, it was, it was a struggle because it was trying to keep that focus of this is what you want to do. But then also with the constraints of so my job that I went into, I actually ended up being in um, IT um, security sales um okay 
and cool. I, I went to America and stuff, and I traveled a bit in the UK for it. And it was that was the only thing on my head at the time. And then obviously up until recently when I left, and that definitely took a massive stint on my shoulders because I got in, the, I got crept up in the idea of I need to do this when really I was like, I'm just doing it to to fund it when I don't really want to do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's no, it certainly does. Um, actually, on the when you went to sort of America and all that, yeah. it, did it ever cross your mind that you'd want to coach abroad? Definitely, oh, 100 percent. Um, definitely in terms. So where I want to see myself going is trying to go the highest I can in the professional game. Me as an mm-hmm. individual coach, I want to get to the highest level I can, and definitely, obviously, traveling over there for a bit and. And looking at the America, definitely that's because my mind even now, like I want to go over there at some point in my coaching career and really experience different ways of coaching and different kind of ethoses and kind of philosophies of why they coach here in, in different kind of pardon me, um different other people, which is yeah, I definitely think and I can't obviously I've never been coaching abroad myself, but if you want to do it, just do it. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, have you? It's interesting because no, no. I, sadly, I haven't. Um, I, I, I've always been interested, always mm. being interested, but uh, no, I never really found myself in the right place. Um, and at the moment, it's not, not, you know, not in the the short term future, but yeah. maybe longer term. Um, but we'll see. No, it's, I, I definitely see the appeal. Um, mm. That's why I thought I'd ask anyway. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, your how did you go from that to to you setting up JP training? Kind of got to a stage with with my job, and I was like, I, I was severely unhappy. I was like, I'm just doing this to fill a void, and the void was just monetary. And I was like, I'm putting up an act. I'm not doing what I want to do because I love coaching. I wasn't. I just wasn't doing it. And I was like, and then one day came along, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, I ended up saving a bit of money throughout my time there. And then one day I was like, that's it, I'm leaving. And, and I threw I threw myself into this right now. And then bang, COVID-19 comes crashing into my parade. Um, but no, yeah, it was a very much, I've got that very much mentality as well. If you want to do it, just do it. Don't mess around. Go full into it. If you love, if you're doing something you love, you'll always be happy. So that was definitely a part of mine where I was like, wow, I just, just need to do it. So what, if you, for anyone who's, who's listening and maybe not heard of uh, the, the uh, JP football training uh, initiative that you've, you've sort of set up, mm-hmm. um, can you just explain it to, to someone listening in, what, yeah, what that is? Yeah, so basically we specialise in one-to-one position-specific training with our training you might see a lot of one-to-one kind of football companies on instagram and, and on the internet and stuff and it's very different in terms of them because what we and uh, me as a, as a business we're trying to create is every single session is realistic to you as an individual very tailored very position specific not just let's say for example you're trying to build up on your first touch or you're passing from a first touch let's actually make game situations in our one-to-one to where your body's moving, the, the, the stride of your run, where are you running, why are you doing this? It's kind of a, a full overview of you as an individual, not just your bog standard one-to-one or group side, small session. So we're trying to create what you replicate with your either pro, semi-pro academy or even your grassroots team. We're trying to take, just give you a little bit of extra what you need to work on for your kind of in your game situations, really. Yeah, that that sounds great. So, where where did the idea come from? Kind of, I've always had that kind of I want to like that entrepreneurial spirit, which is very, very cliche, very cheesy. Um, it's definitely always a, a passion of mine to do that. I was even at the normal job, I was like, I don't, I know why you're telling me to do this, but I don't like the fact that you're telling me what to do. Um, <laughs> but I was like. I want to have, I have a passion, I have drive, I have determination. Those are the, the smallest things I need. But the biggest thing I need is to actually go out there and do it. 
and I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know how I can add value and input on a player's footballing career and not just that, but their life as a, as an individual. I know I have something to offer, so I need to just do that. And that, that's been my driving force behind it. Really um, intrigued, I guess, yeah. with the um, sort of idea of going down a one-to-one mm-hmm. uh, specialism um, route. Why one-to-one? Or just, small-sided? Sorry. Just, like I said, it is, it's something that I definitely enjoy. Because I just find, obviously, like like you all know, and all the coaches listening, that and players that are listening, probably, when you coach, kind of, I don't know, let's say a mass of twenty five kids or players or whoever, whatever age group, it can start, you can sometimes get lost, and you want to add so much value because your enthusiasm and what you you know you can achieve with these group of players, but physically can't get around to giving every single one a hundred percent. And really adding as much value as you want to think you are, in my personal opinion. And that kind of got me down the route of, well, I want to add value. And I know that I can do that in a big group. But I'm going to be adding so much more value and actually inputting on that player's life one-to-one. And kind of being more personable to someone. Now, I know you already mentioned um, the... uh, at COVID-19 situation. Yeah. Um, you yourself and obviously your company busy during this time. Sorry, so that again, make you cry a little bit there. Yeah, sorry. It might be the connection from my end. Apologies. Right. Um, you know, obviously to keep yourself busy, but in terms yeah. of the coaching setup, what, what are you guys doing? So I'm just submersing myself every single day. It kind of gives me a time. People are saying, oh, you can't do anything. Oh, you must be so annoyed that you've just set this 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 business this this idea up with yourself and and you can't do it and i'm like yes but also so what i'm trying to do is work on my own football craft trying to get better and just get out on the pitch every single day luckily where i live i have a massive full-size pitch basically in front of my house um so oh, lovely. yeah mate, oh, it's, it's a coach's dream honestly you should see outside my bedroom window it's uh you'd be very jealous i think um oh i'm sure <laughs> i am <laughs> but just going out there every single day but also just looking at different areas of how i can kind of change from a business standpoint but also as a coach in, in terms of different positions so i necessarily might not know as much on one position as another so i'm just basically learning and trying to develop that and kind of let's say for example what makes a great left back what makes a great inverted left back um in the attacking third what makes a great left back that overlaps um in the final third all these fundamental little 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 details but make up a great overall player that i can then take into one-to-one sessions yeah so what what are you looking at uh joining some of the webinars or are you doing lots of reading at the moment yeah um, uh, a lot of webinars a lot of videos i'm a very visual individual I, i'm not gonna lie i don't read many books um um i'm more definitely like to say, like i said watch videos i went on a uh i was going to go on a, a module the other day but it got cancelled with mark warburton the qpr boss um, oh wow in kind of how he changed his career from where he is from where he was sorry to manager um so yeah just trying to keep up with the industry and kind of because it's changing every single day and just looking specifically how i can develop each position as a whole really i think yeah you know what i i I will say i think the fact that everyone seems to be in the same boat when it comes to coaching at the moment i think has really helped everyone out because Mm -hmm. i don't know about you i've seen loads of webinars loads of online sort of chats with managers uh i was listening to one the other day with steve mclaren um which was interesting um and yeah i think there's loads of resources out there for anyone that's interested um it's just a case of uh actually just going out and finding it isn't it all forms of social media youtube instagram um webinars like you said linkedin um google any any bit out there it's always been there it's just now people are like well i've got nothing else to do let me see what's out there and then they're like wow look how much information there is out there um the the coach's voice i don't know if you're signed up to them at all yeah 
Um, yeah. Massive, massive resource. I can't suggest that to any other coach more. Um, that's massive and, and huge. And the, the amount of information I've gained is massive. Um, so I'd definitely say to anyone check that out. But yeah, like you said, mate, it's there's so many things available. Just just take it while you can, I would say. Yeah, make the most of what's out there, really. Well, yeah, bang on. Well. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I mean, there's one, uh, you know, the, anyone that's interested, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's like a soccer summit. Um, and, I mean, there's no way, there's no, I wouldn't, you know, without the coronavirus, I wouldn't be able to attend that. Oh, I wouldn't be able to listen to some of that. Um <laughs> Because obviously they've all gone virtual, and I'm listening in, and I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible. They've got like you know 50 speakers on. I'm listening to every single one, or or trying to. So yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Um, In terms of the social media side, um, what what for you is has been the best platform to use, or Um, when it comes to to finding stuff, and then obviously your 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 business as well. in terms of finding stuff, I'm definitely, for me personally, a simple one, YouTube. I, I find, find it's massively helped me. Just looking back at games um, in terms of how it's, a, like, like I said, different areas of the game that I want to produce for individual players. Um, but in terms of my kind of business, yeah, I'd say we've just literally gone live very, very recently. So obviously with this COVID-19, trying to get the content out there that I want to produce isn't always available for me to do and i'm trying to definitely figure out which is the best way to avenue this because i'm not just very very many one-to-one companies you'll see on instagram you'll see ball mastery skills or little skills that you can do i'm like it's useless you're 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 doing something and i'm like okay you're just you're doing it for views or you're doing it just to put content out for content's sake yeah i'm trying to really go down the route of what can I do specifically as a coach to another coach and actually develop that, hopefully, or add value if I can? Because I don't see anything out there at the moment that is doing that as much. I'd say the coach's voice, maybe, but not anyone else. And that's where I'm definitely trying to take my route with everything going, kind of being a, an education resource, not just a one-to-one company that puts out content for content's sake. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've seen plenty of those on Instagram mm. as well. Um, I like think how, it, how many juggles can you do in thirty seconds? Okay, how is that useful in a in a game in a game situation? Mm. You tell me when you're going to have to do thirty juggles in a in a game situation. Don't get me wrong, amazing, but for me as an individual, I don't see the the appeal as a coach to be getting your players to do that if it wasn't just for a pure fun exercise or in- encouraging to use both feet. But... Really, um, really, really uh, different question now. We're going to go yeah. down a slightly different route. Um, what do you think makes a great coach? Oh. You've been waiting to ask that. I can, t- I can sense that. You've <laughs> been waiting to put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> what makes a great coach? I would just say having the ability to be a man, man manager, man coach, or being able to understand yeah. players, being able to know that you, you can't do the same thing, you can't react to the same thing to every single player because everyone is different and you need to understand that you need to change yourself sometimes and how you're delivering maybe some negativity or even some positivity to each player. And that's from under fours all the way to the professional level and I think the, the, the difference between the good coach and the bad coaches is that fundamentally like you'll look with at the pro level Jurgen Klopp like the, uh, people might say he's not the most tactical manager as say Guardiola but Christ I think any of his players would run for a brick wall if he asked them to yeah man management is definitely his, uh, his strength isn't it Oh, definitely. Um, what about yourself? What, what would you say? Ooh, that is a good one. Mate. That is a good one. You're throwing it back to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think the. I mean, uh, you know, it's going to sound aw- awful, but yeah, I, I mean, for me, it is dealing with people and, and managing yeah. people. So yeah, man management. But 
I feel like connecting with people on a on a personal um, level and just just obviously getting them emotionally attached to the team's output mm-hmm. and being part of the team. Um, I think that's that that for me is probably one of the one of the great strengths of a of a good coach. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's a difficult question. Oh, uh, that's oh, yeah. why I thought I, I I'd be interested to find out what you think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know some people would probably say it's a case of uh, getting getting the best out of players or you know um, achieving amazing results. But I feel like for me, it's more personable. It's got you've got to reach out and connect to, to your players on a, a personable level, really. Definitely, um, couldn't agree more, mate. So, um, as we touched on Klopp there, um, he, he's obviously a very philosophical guy. Um, <laughs> I, I want to find out a bit more about your philosophy and your approach when it comes to coaching. Um, now, I, I understand, obviously, the situation in terms of your, your setup is probably mm-hmm. more of a one-to-one basis. So, yeah. I, you know, if you want to go down... If you want to give one answer for a one-to-one and then maybe one answer for a team yeah. specific, if they're different, then feel free to. Yeah. I um, So I also I, I coach a, a, an under-14s team as well locally um, here in Basingstoke. And for a team, I would definitely say my philosophy around that is can, can we all be positive on the ball at all times? And do you know what? It's okay to make a mistake. It's actually okay. Because we are going to make mistakes, because we're trying to play football the way that we want to play, whether that's kind of ticky tacker, fast playing football, or even to route one. I, I was saying, and I said this to, to another really good coach, um, Sammy Lander, shout out to you, mate. It's, <laughs> it's not, I don't feel like you can have a fundamental philosophy on how you want to play football, how you want to coach players. Until you maybe you've you've managed or coached over hundred to two hundred sessions, just purely because I think there's so many things out there that you don't know, and I think you don't know what you don't know, and what you know you know, and it's, obviously it sounds very simple to say, but <laughs> that's why for me it's it's more about the individual. How do we want to play? Let's get everyone's kind of ideas together, like you said, kind of getting that kind of what do the team want to achieve we want to get to here okay so how are we going to get there a very much a player ownership led um philosophy specifically with the team i manage um but with a one-to-one with a one-to-one i'd definitely say what we just kind of touched upon kind of especially what you said i'm not i'm not just i don't know coach or or joe the the coach or or joe that's just joe He, he just happens to coach me that's it I want you to, to like me as me and as a friend and as a, as a, I don't know, maybe a role model or anything like that. But you just like to come to a session with me and you'll do anything you can then. Because if I've got someone that comes to me in a one-to-one basis or any coach other that has a one-to-one, a player that comes to you, okay, you might be the greatest coach in the world. But if you can't talk to that individual, whatever age, wherever they're from, you're, you're going to, you'll fail, you fail there. If you try and do this the same way with every single person, one, you're never going to grow as a, as a business and as a one-to-one business, but you're never going to grow as a coach because you're never going to know what works and what doesn't work. So I'd definitely say, like what you said there, kind of having that one, kind of, well, yes, one-to-one, but having that humility to be able to be like, I just, I want to know, get to know you as an individual. I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't really care about what we sometimes coach about, but I want you to like me. And yeah. I want to have a great rapport with yourself. No, I love that. I love that. Two great responses there. Really do appreciate that. Um, I think, and I, I want to delve a little bit deeper with this. Yeah. Um, your under fourteens team. Yes. How how do you deal with parents? So I actually try not to deal with parents. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, I strange enough, um, uh, a friend of mine from where I work out. He has he he has the team, and, yeah. And then he obviously found out while I was coaching, and I came along and dealt with it. So he kind of deals with the parents. But from in the in the past, 
where I've dealt with parents. So I've never been or coached a session where parents have actually stayed. I went to my first training session with this team and all the parents were just watching. And I'm like, oh, God, do you not go home and come back? Do you, <laughs> do you not... Mm. Do you not kind of wait? And they were there, beady eyes, watching every single move I made. And I went back to when I was young, going coaching and everyone was laughing at me. And I was like, well, this is what I'm doing. And then I will always try and speak to the parents and have a clear cohesion of what the team's doing. And I said to them, I don't, I'm not necessarily bothered about the result because they're, they're 14, uh, 13. So I said, I don't, I don't really care about the result. I care about how they, how I've met them on the first day and at the end of the season, how they changed and got better and how they developed individually and as a team and how they developed their people skills. And that's definitely what I say to the parents. So like you said, communication is massive, not just, oh, hi guys, I'm, I'm the manager or the coach, but I'm here to, to make sure you know that we're all singing off the same sheet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly does. Coach, I know some coaches have, and I know I've had my fair share. You probably have, and people listening probably have. It's it's very hard to deal with some parents, but like anything, relationships, anything else, you've got to have. You've got to just have that communication nice and high, and let them know what's going on at what time, and then hopefully you won't have as much confrontation or problems maybe as you would if you didn't have great communication. Yeah, bang on. Communication is is key for working with parents. Um, but yeah, again, fantastic response. I think you nailed that 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 one. Um, and for anyone listening who maybe is a little bit unsure of how to deal with parents, as we say, communication is very very key. Um, and probably similar to what I kind of answered when you you fired the question back to me earlier. I feel like you've got to have a bit of a connection or a bit of a rapport with the parents as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you can build that up, then it's it's only going to help you, in my opinion. 100%. Um, couldn't agree more. Cool. Um, so coming up to the last couple of questions now, thank you very much for your time. Um, sure. I want to find out your strengths as a coach. Where, where do you feel you really add a lot of, um, a lot of, assets and a lot of benefits to, to a player? I would definitely say my strongest attribute and strongest kind of mentality and kind of what I bring and add value to is kind of, it might sound weird, but just being me, have, being mm-hmm. able to say to the players, I don't, I don't care about the results. Well. I don't, I'll, let's just, let's just get better. Let's just play football. Let's, Let's, let let me let me see you enjoy playing football again. I want to, I don't care if you make ten mistakes in the game, because you've tried maybe the same thing ten times. You just I, I can actively see you trying to take what we draw from from the training session into the game. If you keep doing that, you're gonna you're gonna get better at it. You're gonna end up getting better and then develop even more. So for me, definitely my man management style and kind of motivation as an individual my man management as put as team like you'll know and everyone knows i have some players where if i maybe if they're playing and mucking around or they're not they're not really interested or even at the high level the player adults they're not mucking around they don't want to be here it's having that kind of one-to-one one being able to go well do i need to shout with this person do i need to get angry do i not how do i approach that i definitely think that's my strong strongest asset um to any team i can definitely build upon their mm. character and really bring out their true ability and true potential yeah i'm really glad you said that because I, I i could definitely tell um obviously from this call but from from our past experiences your personality i think think does shine through um whether that's and, a good thing or a bad thing mate i don't know you'll have to ask uh, you know that's that's the thing I, sadly i've not seen you on the pitch um training as a coaching no 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 don't be silly um so Last couple. Um, mm-hmm. What do you enjoy most about coaching? What do you find rewarding? Um, good question. Um, what do I find rewarding? I really just enjoy the fact that the knowledge, the ideas, the tactics, the philosophy that I have, I can relay that to an individual and then they perform this that well, or sometimes not well, but I know we get the result or I see someone change from 
an average player, an average player, sorry, to a great player, just from, I would say, my input. And I think that's fundamental. I think if you're if you're doing coaching, you're not, you don't get that same kind of buzz. I think you're doing, you're, you're never going to be happy doing coaching. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's certainly something I think I, uh, I I agree with and experienced thankfully firsthand. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's nothing more rewarding when you see someone, as you say, progress, um, whether that be small step or just huge. There's just something about that that's that's really rewarding to me as a coach. Mm. Anyway. Um, okay, last question um, for anyone who's listening in who may be a new coach or you know is looking to potentially get involved in coaching. Um, have you got any advice for them as to, to how to get into the game? Just be yourself, and if you truly want to be a coach that will shine through if you're just being yourself. Don't, and, and, and try as many different things as you possibly can. Try new things, try different philosophies, try different tactics, try, just learn, try, learn, evolve every single time. Just don't give up on what you want to do and just be authentic to yourself. And if that's you, then and then just, that will shine through more than anything, I think, in, in my personal opinion. Perfect. And um, actually, I, I've got one more. Sorry. That's right. Um, it's and obviously it's related to you uh, specifically. Yeah. So um, I want to find out and I want to I think this is a good place to close um, what your ambitions are for, for obviously your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but going forward, I know you've alluded to it a little bit earlier on, but what your ambitions are as a coach as well. So from a business standpoint with the one to one, it's to grow and, and be one of the kind of add the most value as I can to every single player, whether that be grassroots, academy, semi-pro and professional players, but also be the number one kind of one of the resources that a coach would go to to develop and learn as a coach, as we all are every single day. No one's ever stopped learning. So that's that would be my goal and, and what we want to achieve and what I want to achieve personally is I want to get to the highest level I can in the professional game um, and uh, be a first team manager for a professional team whether that be here in the UK, Europe abroad, anywhere in the world that's that's my goal and that's where I want to get to and will get to one day um, and yeah that's definitely where I will be one day and I can yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And when you are, you can uh, give me a give me a ring. I'm available. Um, <laughs> assistant coach. That's fine, mate. Um, assistant coach. You'll be the first one I call. Go on, take us out to Ukraine or somewhere Ukraine, like that. I, you're going to get into the Ukrainian first division or something like that. Hey, I'll, I'll snatch your hand off. Absolutely. <laughs> listen joe it's been an absolute pleasure um really really have enjoyed that it's been so insightful um as someone who i obviously got got to know well at uni um Mm -hmm. and you know we had some good times together um i never never really saw this side in terms of what you did actually in terms of coaching Mm. so this really insightful for me um i've I've loved every moment so um thank you for sharing that with us Uh that's all right. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute blast and a great podcast to listen to, hopefully. Oh, thank you. Um, so just to end up then, um, how can anyone listening in follow you or your your, your business on social media? Um, so on Instagram, it's JP underscore football training. And on Facebook, it's just JP football training. It, there will be so much more content to come. I'm in the process of creating a YouTube channel surrounding myself and, and kind of my coaching journey, which what I'm going to hopefully be able to push out soon. Um, but no, yeah, anyone please come out and reach out to me, any questions, anything like that, or just want to have a following, keep up to date with what I'm doing by all means. And yeah, any questions or anything like that, I'm more than happy to answer. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, please do that. Um, I think you was even talking about launching a podcast as well, which would be amazing yeah, to listen to. Definitely. So, and yeah, for, for coaches and 
coaches like myself to to get into the highest level you can. I love it, love it. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, Joe. Um, for, brilliant. And for anyone listening in, if you want to follow, um, obviously our site on Twitter, it's halftime underscore cuppa. And then obviously, if you want to follow myself on Twitter, it's at Danny Cook nineteen ninety six. As I mentioned at the very, very beginning, uh, all our episodes are actually now on iTunes, which is uh, a remarkable achievement, uh, bearing in mind the hours we had to do behind the scenes. So we've got it on iTunes, still working on Spotify. Um, so we, we may have to wait a little bit longer for Spotify. But iTunes is up there and you are welcome to listen to them on there now. Um, so yeah, once again, Joe, thank you very much for your time. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. And, um, until next time, stay safe, stay safe even, and, um, have a great rest of the day. Cheers guys. Thank you very much.